So glad that you are here. Today, we have a special prayer service, and I have a 10-minute sermon that I am preparing for you guys all. And I just want to encourage you that if you're visiting for uh, the first time, I want to encourage you to look back at our last three weeks, Back to the Future sermon series. We've been emphasizing prayer for the last couple of weeks because we believe we need to return to prayer as a people of God. So please, if you have any questions and you're looking for a church, we would love to help you find the right church, and we're hoping that you would consider us today. If you're a regular attender, I want to encourage you to sign up for a 24-hour prayer time. You can look on our Facebook or you can look on our website and you can sign up. We're beginning our 24-hour prayer service at 1 p.m. today until the following day on Monday, 1 p.m. I'm sure there's still some more slots that'll be available for you, 15-minute slots, so I want to encourage you to do that. Please uh, come and join us. If Again, if you're here for the first time, we would love to have you. We'll start back next week. We're finishing up our back to the future sermon series for next week and the following week. So we want to have you come and join us. Come and join us. God bless you. Thank you for your people praying. It's great to hear them praying. It's great to hear their hearts. They have passion to want to be used of you, to want to be useful for your kingdom's sake. So I ask God that you would just encourage us as I just share a quick word a quick sermonette, as I call it, of just how important it is for us to be a people who are broken. Lord, we want your house, your temple, um, which is us, the Holy Spirit lives in us, to be a place of prayer, a house of prayer, individually and corporately. As we have noticed in the scriptures, Lord, you've made it clear through your, through your writers as you superintended the scriptures as we understand the inspiration of your word, that you superintended your word through your writers and you had them to write you as plural, not as individual. Because we are called as a people of God in unity and the unity of the spirit comes through your word, through your message, through your gospel and through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. So Lord, I pray that even now we will be challenged that we're not supposed to be a people who have it all together. Really, the opposite. We're supposed to be a people who are humble, gentle, and broken so that you can lead us and your power can move in us. So it's not our power or our wisdom or our intelligence or our strength or our abilities. It's ultimately yours. So God, we pray that you would move in us even now. Lord, we love you. And we pray you would give us attentive hearts for the next couple of minutes to hear what you have to say in your word in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I just want to share a quick word with you. I know you typically would hear about 40 minutes, and some of you can amen because you're going to hear about 10 minutes of me. Um, But I just want to share just a, a quick important word because I believe we need to be a house of prayer. Just as I mentioned in this particular prayer that I prayed, in the Old Testament, it was... God's presence in the temple, in the Holy of Holies. And Moses built this tabernacle of God 
so that God can dwell among his people. Exodus 25, 8 says, And let them make me a sanctuary, the Lord speaking, Elohim, Yahweh. And he says, that I may dwell in their midst. So he made that clear in the Old Testament. In fact, um, we ultimately understand that the temple was established to manifest the glory of God, to manifest his glory. So you and I understand that through Christ, through the person and work of Jesus, he's to get the glory, not us. So he says in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 1 through 3, as we understand that verse 14 in that chapter is important, but we're going to highlight just 1 and 3 for a minute. It says, as soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, his presence. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. When all the people of Israel saw the fire come down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed down with their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord saying, for he is good and his steadfast love endures forever. See, God wants to manifest his glory through his people. We are his temple through the power of the Holy Spirit, and he's called us all to bow down before him and prostrate for him. He didn't tell us to stand up. He told us to bow down, and the posture of our heart should be bowing down, but it wouldn't hurt for us to posture ourselves physically and bow down before the presence of our God, because he's worthy He is worthy. He is king. He is God. We are not. And when we prostrate before him, we're saying, God, you are king of my life. You are the Lord of Lord and the king. Whether we do it or not, I know he is, but still, wouldn't it be nice for us corporately to come together and do that? But God promised also to dwell in humble, broken people. In Isaiah 57, 15, he says, for thus as the one who is high and lifted up, who inhabits, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell, the Lord said, in the high and holy place, and also with him who is of contrite and lowly spirit to revive the heart of the contrite. He goes on, he says, he longs to dwell with those who are broken, troubled, discouraged, depressed, living even in sin, He longs to grab them. He longs to be with those and humble them in his presence. God longs for that. That's what we should be longing for, to reach those who are hurting, those who are living in sin, those who are struggling, those who are far away from God. We should desire to see the same. You see, just as we read about the Israelites who saw the glory of God and responded by bowing down their faces on the ground, that's a sign of true humility, corporate Worship. See, we know that as Christians, the Holy Spirit indwells in us. So we're to be a house of prayer in great unity. We must do it humbly before the Lord. We're not supposed to house bitterness, anger, hate, frustration, envy, jealousy, pride. That's not what God called us to do because if we're housing that and we expect to manifest the glory of God, it's not happening. 
Let me just say it nicely. It's not happening, y'all, <laughs> because the y'all is not in the Lord, and we're not surrendered. God didn't call us to that. We're going to quench and grieve the Holy Spirit that lives in us when we do that. We can't expect God to wave a magic wand and just remove all of it. We must come to God and say, I need you to work in me. You know, I love 1 Peter chapter 5 when the Christians were being killed for the being Christians, for, for bearing the name of Jesus, when Nero was having them murdered and assassinated in, in grievous ways. Can you imagine seeing your loved one sitting up on a stake and being burnt to death? And the screaming and the excruciating pain that you see your loved one dying right in front of you. They didn't even care. They just killed you for the name of Jesus. But yet Peter wrote to them. Listen to what he, said. he wrote to the Christians as they were seeing this. He said, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves. It's not an active word. It's actually in the passive because it's God who humbles his people. That's what that's saying there. It's not as though we actively humble ourselves. God is humbling us. And it's, it means to cause, to be, or becoming humble in attitude. It's God's work. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, at the proper time, he may exalt you. That's where we're exalted in. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, well-balanced, and self-controlled. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around you like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Oppose him to his face. Firm in your faith, knowing that in the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish all of you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. God desires to dwell in us and through us to bring him glory. And the only way the churches can do it is through humility, humbling ourselves, bowing down before his presence, asking God to do a work in our hearts, confessing our sin, confessing our wrongdoing, our envy and our pride and our jealousy and our bitterness and our hate. God's called us. If you hate someone, who's the opposite party of you politically, God didn't call you to that. God didn't call you to hate anyone. God didn't call any of us to hate anyone. We're called to love God. So I want to encourage you. Let's just take a moment right now as we go into the next section. I'm calling the team back up. And we're, we're, we're going to call them up because we're going to sing a song. And as we do, we're going to go into a time of confession. If you guys can just advance the next slide, please that this is a time where, just one more, go back, please. Um, this is a time of confession. This is a time of us to dwell before God and ask him to change our hearts. This is a time when we have a promise that it says if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just, will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all 
unrighteousness. So I want to encourage you. 